Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. This is Lisa, and today is Wednesday, September 15th. Uh, tonight at sunset, traditionally begins Yom Kippur. Um, we talked a little bit about that uh, about a week and a half ago. Um, but I did bring up Wikipedia. Of course, we can trust that. And it says Yom Kippur, also known as the Day of Atonement, is the holiest day of the year in Judaism. Its central themes are atonement and repentance. Jews traditionally observe this holy day with a day-long fast <clears throat> and an intensive prayer, often spending most of the day in synagogue services. Um, skipping down to observance, it's observed by many secular Jews who may not observe other holidays. Um, what is its significance biblically? Um, well, basically, it's, uh, let's see, boy, there, okay, just go into, uh, just go into Wikipedia if you want to know um, what it is. Boy, it has titles like in the Torah, Mishnaic and Talmudic observance in Israel, observance by athletes, recognition by the United Nations. Okay, <clears throat> well, the Day of Atonement was something different for for the. Uh, in the Old Testament times. And if you would like to learn more about it in the Bible, I just looked it up. It's Leviticus 16, 8 through 34. Um, verses 32 through 34, I'll read. And the priest whom he shall anoint and whom he shall consecrate to minister in the priest's office in his father's stead we know that to be Jesus Christ, shall make the atonement and shall put on the linen clothes, even the holy garments. And he shall make an atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make an atonement for the tabernacle of the congregation and for the altar. And he shall make an atonement for the priests and for all the people of the congregation. And this shall be an everlasting statute unto you to make an atonement for the children of Israel for all their sins once a year. And he did as the Lord commanded Moses. Now we know, don't we, that Jesus is our atonement. Jesus stood in the holy place 2,000 years ago and made atonement for our sins. It doesn't have to be done once a year by him, but repentance should be daily for us remember we're in a covenant relationship with him just like a marriage if you made your spouse mad by doing something he really hated would you wait for once a year to go in and say i'm really sorry about what i did 320 days ago i'm really sorry about that no you would do it every single day do not let the sun go down on your anger. Don't let the sun go down on God's wrath. So what that means is the Day of Atonement for us is every day. For Jesus, 
it was done 2,000 years ago. All right, so I'm so excited. Today we're starting the book of the Secrets of Enoch, also known as Slavonic Enoch or Second Enoch. And this, it is, it is said that this part has never been in the Bible. Um, but is this part of the first Enoch? Was it separated out? You know, was, was all of this once in the Bible for the first 800 years? Is any part of second Enoch in uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls? These are all questions that we don't have definitive answers to because you know what? Mankind <clears throat> has had their little fingers on everything. And that's why I'm choosing to read the extra biblical texts, the lost books, the excluded books, anything that, well, I'm not going to say extra biblical. I'm going to say lost books and excluded books. Because those, at one time, were considered scripture. So, let's begin. Second Enoch, chapter 1. There was a wise man, a great artificer, and the Lord conceived love for him and received him, that he should behold the uppermost dwellings and be an eyewitness of the wise and great and inconceivable and immutable realm of God Almighty of the very wonderful and glorious and bright and many-eyed station of the Lord's servants, and of the inaccessible throne of the Lord, and of the degrees and manifestations of the incorporeal hosts, and of the ineffable ministration of the multitude of the elements, and of the various apparition and inexpressible singing of the host of cherubim, and of the boundless light. Enoch, of course, talking about himself. At that time, he said, when my 165th year was completed, I begat my son Methuselah. After this, too, I lived 200 years and completed all of the years of my life, 365 years. Did I say when my 165th year was completed? Yes. Okay. On the first day of the month, I was in my house alone and was resting on my bed and slept. And when I was asleep, great distress came up into my heart, and I was weeping with my eyes in sleep. And I could not understand what this distress was or what would happen to me. And there appeared to me two men, exceeding big, so that I never saw such on earth. Their faces were shining like the sun. Their eyes, too, were like a burning light. And from their lips was fire coming forth with clothing and singing of various kinds in appearance purple. Their wings were brighter than gold, their hands whiter than snow. They were standing at the head of my bed and began to call me by my name. And I rose from my sleep and saw clearly those two men standing in front of me. And I saluted them and was seized with fear and the appearance of my face was changed from terror. And those men said to me, have courage, Enoch, do not fear. The eternal God sent us to you, and lo, you shall today ascend with us into heaven, and you shall tell your sons and all your household all that they shall do without you on earth in your house, and let no one seek you till the Lord return you to them. 
And I made haste to obey them and went out from my house and made to the doors as it was ordered me and summoned my sons, Methuselah and Regime and Gidad, and made known to them all the marvels those men had told me. The end of chapter one. Now we know that Methuselah, I mean, Enoch didn't have just one son. This lineage that it talks about um, is beginning the lineage of Jesus. All right, chapter two. And a lot of these chapters are like one or two verses. There's 68, I think, chapters. But literally, a lot of them are just like one verse. All right, chapter two. Listen to me, my children. I know not whither I go or what will befall me. Now, therefore, my children, I tell you, turn not from God before the face of the vain, who made not heaven and earth. For these shall perish, and those who worship them. And may the Lord make confident your hearts in the fear of him. And now, my children, let no one think to seek me until the Lord return me to you. Chapter 3. And it came to pass, when Enoch had told his sons that the angels took him onto their wings and bore him up onto the first heaven and placed him on the clouds. And there I looked, and again I looked higher and saw the ether. And they placed me on the first heaven and showed me a very great sea, greater than the earthly sea. That's cool. i got to get my marker here. Oh, come on. Come on. I printed this out off of the computer, and so it's it's going to be a little difficult because it's on eight, eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper, and the printing is all running together. All right, chapter four. They brought me before my face, the elders and rulers of the stellar orders, and showed me 200 angels who rule the stars and their services to the heavens and fly with their wings and come round all those who sail. Chapter 5. <clears throat> and here I looked down and saw the treasure houses of the snow and the angels who keep their terrible storehouses and the clouds whence they come out and into which they go. Chapter 6. They showed me the treasure house of the dew like oil of the olive and the appearance of its form as of all the flowers of the earth. Further many angels guarding the treasure houses of these things and how they are made to shut and open. And those men took me and led me up on to the second heaven and showed me darkness greater than earthly darkness. And there I saw prisoners hanging, watched, awaiting the great and boundless judgment. And these angel spirits were dark looking more than earthly darkness and incessantly making weeping through all hours. And I said to the men who were with me, wherefore are these incessantly tortured? They answered me, these are God's apostates who obeyed not God's commands, but took counsel with their own will and turned away with their prince, who also is fastened on the fifth heaven. <clears throat> I believe he's talking about the fallen angels and, of course, Lucifer. And I felt, you know, the, 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 the uh, proper term, I guess, for Lucifer is Hasatan. Like there's many Satans, just like there's many, oh, many Christs, meaning anointed ones. There's the Christ and the Satan, Hasatan. Okay, anyway. And I felt great pity for them, and they saluted me and said to me, 
Man of God, pray for us to the Lord. And I answered to them, Who am I, a mortal man, that I should pray for angels, spirits, in parentheses? Who knows whither I go, or what will befall me, or who will pray for me? And those men took me thence and led me up onto the third heaven and placed me there. And I looked downwards and I saw the produce of these places, such as has never been known for goodness. And I saw all the sweet flowering trees and beheld their fruits, which were sweet smelling, and all the foods borne by them bubbling with fragrant exhalation. And in the midst of the trees, that of life, in that place whereon the Lord rests, where he goes up into paradise, and this tree is of ineffable goodness and fragrance, and adorned more than every existing thing. In all sides it is in form gold-looking and vermilion and fire-like and covers all, and it has produce from all fruits. This appears to be the Garden of Eden on the third heaven. Its root is in the garden at the earth's end, and paradise is between corruptibility and incorruptibility. Huh, that I knew. I think we were talking about that before. Excuse me. <clears throat> I think we were talking about that before, that paradise is the entrance into heaven. Heaven, of course, being what... You only take in what is incorruptible. So if you make it into heaven, you've completed your course of incorruptibility. Going back to the body that was made, created in the Garden of Eden. This is my understanding. And two springs came out, which sent forth honey and milk. And their springs sent forth oil and wine. And they separate into four parts and go round with quiet course and go down into the paradise of Eden between corruptibility and incorruptibility. So Eden is paradise. And thence they go forth along the earth and have a revolution to their circle, even as other elements. And here there is no unfruitful tree, and every place is blessed. And there are 300 angels very bright who keep the garden and with incessant sweet singing and never silent voices serve the Lord through all throughout all days and hours. And I said, how very sweet is this place. And those men said to me, chapter nine, this place, O Enoch, is prepared for the righteous who endure all manner of offense from those that exasperate their souls, who avert their eyes from iniquity and make righteous judgment and give bread to the hungering and cover the naked with clothing, and raise up the fallen, and help injured orphans, and who walk without fault before the face of the Lord, and serve him alone. And for them is prepared this place <clears throat> for eternal inheritance. Chapter 10. And those two men led me up on to the northern side, and showed me there a very terrible place. And there were all manner of tortures in that place, cruel darkness, and unillumined gloom, and there is no light there but murky fire constantly flaming aloft. And there is a fiery river coming forth. And that whole place is everywhere fire. And everywhere there is frost and ice, thirst and shivering. While the bonds are very cruel. And the angels fearful and merciless, bearing angry weapons, merciless torture. And I said, those being fallen angels, of course. Woe, woe, how very terrible is this place. And those men said to me, This place, O Enoch, is prepared for those who dishonor God, who on earth practice sin against nature, which is child corruption, after the Sodomitic fashion, 
magic-making, enchantments, and devilish witchcrafts, and who boast of their wicked deeds, stealing, lies, calumnies, envy, rancor, fornication, murder, and who accursed, steal the souls of men, who, seeing the poor, take away their goods and themselves wax rich, injuring them for other men's goods, who, being able to satisfy the empty, made the hungering to die, being able to clothe, strip the naked, and who knew not their creator and bowed to the soulless and lifeless gods, who cannot see nor hear vain gods, who also built hewn images and bow down to unclean handiwork. For all these is prepared this place among these for eternal inheritance. Okay, so paradise has Eden in it and the northern side in it. Eden being um, a beautiful place that is between corruptibility and incorruptibility and the northern side, which is um, this very bad place, probably where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, right? Cast under outer, outer darkness, that not being hell yet. <clears throat> okay, chapter 11. Those men took me and led me up on to the fourth heaven and showed me all the successive goings and all the rays of the light of the sun and the moon. And I measured their goings and compared their light and saw that the sunlight is greater than the moon's. Its circle and the wheels on which it goes always, like the wind going past with very marvelous speed, and day and night it has no rest. Its passage and return are accompanied by four great stars, and each star has under it a thousand stars to the right of the sun's wheel, and by four to the left, each having under it a thousand stars, altogether eight thousand, issuing with the sun continually. And by day fifteen myriads of angels attend it, and by night a thousand. And six-winged ones issue with the angels before the sun's wheel into the fiery flames. And a hundred angels kindle the sun and set it alight. That's cool. Chapter 12. And I looked and saw other flying elements of the sun, whose names are phoenixes and chalcidri, marvelous and wonderful with feet and tails in the form of a lion and a crocodile's head. Their appearance is empurpled like the rainbow. Their size is 900 measures. Their wings are like those of angels and has 12. Each has 12. And they attend and accompany the sun, bearing heat and dew as it is ordered them from God. Thus the sun revolves and goes and rises under the heaven, and its courses go under, and its course goes under the earth with the light of its rays incessantly. Okay, now we need to address this. Its course goes under the earth with the light of its rays incessantly. We don't know what under is, but <clears throat> it rises under the heaven and its course goes under the earth. Huh, okay. If there is anything that that's um, biblical that proves spherical earth versus flat earth, here we have something different. Okay, chapter 13. Those men bore me away to the east and placed me at the sun's gates. 
where the sun goes forth according to the regulation of the seasons and the circuit of the months of the whole year and the number of the hours day and night. So you know here the sun has gates. Huh. And I saw, well, yeah, portals. First Enoch talked about the portals. And I saw six gates open, each gate having 61 stadia and a quarter of one stadium. And I measured them truly and understood their size to be so much, through which the sun goes forth and goes to the west and is made even and rises throughout all the months and turns back again from the six gates according to the succession of the seasons. Thus the period of the whole year is finished after the return of the four seasons. Okay, and we're going to spend a little bit here with, with uh, the gates. It's not very long. Um, but then again, now this one we're looking for, I guess, uh, contradiction. Of course, it's hard for us who are human not to really know everything. Well, we don't know everything. Let's just put it that way. Okay, and again, those men led me away to the western parts and showed me six great gates open, corresponding to the eastern gates, according to where the sun sets, according to the number of the days, 365 and a quarter. Okay, this starting sound a little, not sure. Let's keep going. Thus again, it's, thus again, it goes down to the western gates and draws away its light. The greatness of its brightness under the earth, for since the crown of its shining is in heaven and with the Lord, and guarded by four hundred angels, while the sun goes round on wheel under the earth, and stands seven great hours in night, and spends half its course under the earth, when it comes to the eastern approach in the eighth hour of the night, it brings its lights and the crown of shining, and the sun flames forth more than fire." Then the elements of the sun, called phoenixes and chalcedry, break into song. Therefore, every bird flutters with its wings, rejoicing at the giver of light. And they broke into song at the command of the Lord. Mm. The giver of light comes to give brightness to the whole world. And the morning guard takes shape, which is the rays of the sun. And the sun of the earth goes out and receives its brightness to light up the whole face of the earth. And they showed me this calculation of the sun's going. And the gate which it enters, these are the great gates of the calculation of the hours of the year. For this reason, the sun is a great creation, whose circuit lasts 28 years and then begins again from the beginning. <clears throat> All right, let's just keep going. I'm, I'm not sure about this. Those men showed me the other course, that of the moon, 12 great gates, crowned from west to east, by which the moon goes in and out of the customary times. It goes in at the first gate to the western places of the sun. By the first gates was 31 days exactly. By, second, by the second gates with 31 days exactly. By the third with 31 days exactly. By the fourth with 30 days exactly. Oh, third is 30. Fourth is 30. By the fifth, 31. Sixth, 31. Seventh, 30. Eighth, 31. Ninth, 31. Tenth with 30 days perfectly. 1131, 1228. <clears throat> okay, let's keep going. And it goes through the western gates in the order and the number of the eastern and accomplishes the 365 and a quarter days of the solar year, while the lunar year has 354. 
and there are wanting to it 12 days of the solar cycle, which are, which are the lunar epochs of the whole year. Thus, too, the great circle contains 532 years. The quarter of a day is omitted for three years. The fourth fulfills it exactly. Therefore, they are taken outside of heaven for three years and are not added to the number of days because they change the time of the years to two new months towards completion, to two others towards diminution. And when the western gates are finished, it returns and goes to the eastern to the lights and goes thus day and night about the heavenly circles, lower than all circles, swifter than the heavenly winds and spirits and elements and angels flying. Each angel has six wings. It has a seven fold course in 19 years. <clears throat> All right. In the midst of the heavens, I saw armed soldiers serving the Lord with timpana and organs, with incessant voice, with sweet voice, with sweet and incessant voice and various singing, which it is impossible to describe and which astonishes every mind. So wonderful and marvelous is the singing of those angels. And I was delighted listening to it. Chapter 18. The men took me on to the fifth heaven and placed me, and there I saw many and countless soldiers called Grigori, of human appearance. And their size was greater than that of great giants, and their faces withered, and the silence of their mouths perpetual. And there was no service on the fifth heaven. And I said to the men who were with me, Wherefore are these very withered, and their faces melancholy, and their mouths silent? And wherefore is there no service on this heaven? And they said to me, These are the Grigori, who with their prince, Satanel, Satan, rejected the Lord of light. And after them are those who are held in great darkness on the second heaven. And three of them went down onto the earth from the Lord's throne to the place Hermon. I think that's Mount Hermon. Yeah. And broke through their vows on the shoulder of the hill Hermon. And saw the daughters of men, how good they are, and took to themselves wives, and befouled the earth with their deeds, who in all times of their age made lawlessness and mixing, and giants are born, and marvelous big men, and great enmity. Therefore God judged them with great judgment, and they weep for their brethren, and they will be punished on the Lord's great day. And I said to the Gregory, I saw your brethren in their works, and their great torments, and I prayed for them. But the Lord has condemned them to be under the earth till the existing heaven and earth shall end forever. And I said, Wherefore do you wait, brethren, and do not serve before the Lord's face, and have not put your services before the Lord's face, lest you anger your Lord utterly? And they listened to my admonition and spoke to the four ranks in heaven, and lo, as I stood with those two men, four trumpets trumpeted together with great voice. And the Gregory broke into song with one voice, and their voice went up before the Lord pitifully and affectingly. Okay. It's giving uh, names and places to what we read in Enoch, first Enoch. So let's just keep going. He's going up to the sixth heaven here. Chapter 19. And thence from there, those men took me and bore me up onto the sixth heaven, and there I saw seven bands of angels, very bright and very glorious, and their faces shining more than the sun shining, glistening, and there is no difference in their faces or behavior or manner of dress. 
And these make the orders and learn the goings of the stars and the alteration of the moon or revolution of the sun and the good government of the world. And when they see evil doing, they make commandments and instruction and sweet and loud singing and all songs of praise. These are the archangels who are above angels, measure all life in heaven and on earth, and the angels who are appointed over seasons and years, the angels who are over rivers and sea, and who are over the fruits of the earth, and the angels who are over every grass, giving food to all, to every living thing, and the angels who write all the souls of men, and all their deeds and their lives before the Lord's face. In their midst are six phoenixes and six cherubim, and six six-winged ones, continuing with one voice, singing one voice, and it is not possible to describe their singing, and they rejoice before the Lord at his footstool. Phoenixes are seraphim, apparently. I'm so glad because, of course, the phoenix on earth, <clears throat> seraphim are the angels of fire. Okay, I don't even know if you can call them angels, but I guess they are. So when it goes back, the elements of the sun are, are phoenixes and chalkidri. Um, that's a little unnerving because those names are taken and used in uh, witchcraft type. Or, you know, the, the, the evil arts, the whatever. I have one lone curved bill thrasher outside. He's so ugly, but he sings such a pretty song. Okay. All right. So in their midst are the six phoenixes, which I think they are talking about seraphim, and six cherubim, and six six-winged ones, continually with one voice, singing one voice. The six-winged ones, of course, those are in... Ezekiel, um, where with the coals, with the tongs, those were six-winged creatures. It is not possible to describe their singing, and they rejoice before the Lord at his footstool. All right. We're going to stop right there. We'll pick up at chapter 20 tomorrow when he goes to the seventh heaven. Then he starts talking about the cherubim and seraphim. So, you know, I it's it's very interesting what the apparently there's something different these phoenixes. I don't know, <clears throat> but we have to remember that the worshippers of the sun and the moon. And the gods, which are fallen angels, and the stars, the constellations, the zodiac. They have taken everything, just like the rainbow. They have taken everything that God has made for good, and they worship it. Now, of course, not the fallen angels. Um, and the constellations are named after fallen angels. <clears throat> or they're named after giants. Nephilim, or all any of the disobedient ones are glorified on this earth because that's what the devil's main 
goal is, is to get you worshiping anything but God, including yourself. We call that pride, of course. As long as you're worshiping anything but God. Um, yes, he'd like for it to be his fellow brethren, offspring, whatever. But so anytime we're reading through this, I'm always trying to, you know, keep in the back of my mind. Um, and I really don't have to try too very hard because it's been ingrained in me. God created the world and it was good. And then man, <laughs> you know, and then the fallen angels and all of that stuff. So uh, we need to re remember that. We need to keep that in mind that um, oh, we're living in a place of captivity. And until we get out of here, our, our main deal here is to try to shed the corruptible. You know, you, you aren't going to be able to do it 100% as long as you have a, a body of flesh. But we are the temple of the Lord. So within us is incorruptibility. And we need to go from corruptible to incorruptible. That's what our, we are striving for. So, all right. We'll leave it there today. Um, it's finally getting into the mid-90s, lower 90s, and I'm ecstatic about that. I can spend more time outside. Um, I have chickens coming. I made my list of things that I have to do. Here's my list. It's so long. Sorry for the page turning. Okay, so I'm going to be getting a couple of dogs to protect my chickens. This means that I have to make a couple of dog shelters. I have a really large um, cage, and, and it's going to have an open door policy. But inside that cage, which is on the other side of the shop, protected from the north wind, but where they can get the southern breeze. Okay, I have to, I have to make boxes in there, kind of like roosting boxes for the dogs to keep them out of the cold north wind. Okay, well, I got pallets for that. Like these brand new pallets that have plywood on, on the tops of them. You know, I think those will work really good. Um, my son is bringing me a chicken coop on Saturday morning. So I'm preparing for that. I've been raking and preparing the, the ground over there by the shed. Um, the chickens aren't coming yet. Um, I have a travel trailer that has been sitting here for, man, seven years. And the mice took it over in only the one area. So it's a two-door travel trailer. trailer. So, I mean, there was a little bit in the back where the bedroom and bathroom is. I blocked that off and I've been able to keep that clean. And I use that for my um, bathroom composting. Well, my, my, basically my toilet. <clears throat> and if you've seen anything on YouTube about humaner and composting, it's very clean. It doesn't smell most of the time. 
Um, I have windows so I can air it out. It's in the bathroom. And then the bedroom is just my laundry area. Um, there's no bed there. It's just the board. But I keep my, my towels and sheets and linens. and So that area is pretty clean. The front half, though, the bigger half, I had, I had to gut that out. And I still have to clean it out. But the door is stuck shut. So I need to get my son to bring the grinder when he brings the chicken coop and get it so that I can open that and open all the windows, go in there with a hazmat suit, clean it out. I mean, I've, I've swept it out several times, but I can hear there's more squirrels getting in there. It's not even the mice anymore. It's the squirrels. Then I want to make, and I'm going to use that for my crafting area because I'm, I have all these ideas. I want to make things. Okay. <clears throat> Then, after that, I'm going to be building a garden house um, with raised beds. And I'm going to have fencing looped over the top with tool to keep the birds out. And I need to varmint-proof that also. So it's not really a greenhouse. It could be a greenhouse in the winter. Um, and then the sun will just destroy the plastic anyway, so remove that for the summer and put tool over it. But um, and then I gotta clean out my shop. It's such a mess. Oh, it's a mess. You can't even barely walk in there. I'm not a hoarder. It's just that it was so hot. I'd be like, oh, toss it in the shop. Deal with it in the fall. And then I still have um, finished work in the cabin here to do. So it's a lot. I won't bore you with that any longer. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Tomorrow we're going to pick up 2nd Enoch at chapter 20 in the 7th heaven. And I pray you have a blessed day. Oh, and again, I have my blog on WordPress, professingchristians.wordpress.com. If anyone wants to check that out, I've had that there for years. And it's a Christian blog where I go into um, things that the Lord, have, Lord has shown me. Um, more digging in deeper to the mysteries of the Bible as far as end times level of mysteries. So check that out, professingchristians.wordpress.com. Have a blessed day.